Welcome to the Battleground, Wisconsin. Folks, we have really super important spring elections coming up next week. In fact, many of you have already voted. Early voting is open. You can vote early all the way through this week, but if you don't, get out and vote next Tuesday. And folks, all these elections are very different in many ways in our communities, but this the right wing, the, the QAnon movement that's putting pressure on Speaker Voss that we talked about earlier in the show, has been all over these spring elections. And even prior to that, all over a lot of our local school boards with just outrageous, I'll say it, undemocratic, horrible behavior. And we're really fortunate to be joined today by someone who's been standing up uh, to that and has faced uh, some of the worst of that's the, those threats. And that is Tim Nordine. He is the president of the Eau Claire School Board. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Matt. Well, first of all, thank you for um, leading in your community uh, on, on a school board, which we know is always challenging work. But uh, Tim, tell our listeners, we have you on because um, you, as the school board president, um, have dealt with unruly school board meetings that have then also now led to um, a death threat uh, uh, against yourself. Tell our listeners a little bit more about what, what you have faced. That's, that's absolutely correct. I think, you know, probably many of your listeners are already aware that, you know, with, as COVID came into play, we started to see attacks on school boards or organized protests against COVID mitigation, mitigation members, anti-maskers, and things like that. And then as uh, the year progressed, and when we had the racial reckoning around George Floyd's murder, and other issues, now, of course, we're having attacks on our transgender and our LGBTQ students. Um, through all that, there's been sort of just an acceleration of anger and outright rage, and it did it did culminate, uh, you know, in this election season. So I'm on the ballot along with another incumbent, uh, as well as Markwell Johnson, as well as a, a new candidate running, Stephanie Farrar. The three of us are, are running more or less together on this uh, against three right wing candidates, and this has uh, they've purposely accelerated some of the the misinformation about how our schools and uh, staff handle you know safe spaces for students students that are sharing things of a personal nature with teachers and are afraid or unsafe to share them at home uh, and it did it did culminate in a death threat that i received uh, just over a week ago now uh, threatening to kill me and my entire family as well as you know shoot up your next school board meeting and i think that's the part that obviously the threat to my family is personal to me and, and is unacceptable but the idea is just too easy for any of us to believe that a public meeting could be the site of a mass shooting. And this has been, this is a direct reaction to the right wing in our community, you know, pushing out false and misleading claims about our schools and getting those out to state and national right wing media that then bring all of this attention and bring this insanity to our individual communities. So it's both inside and outside now that our schools are getting this. And, and I think Eau Claire is different in this case because we have been so focused on lately, but we know that it's going on around the state of Wisconsin. It is not just us, it is Beloit, it is Stevens Point, it is Oconomowoc, it is Waukesha, it is everywhere that the right wing is trying to rule us by fear and intimidation. Robert, first question. Yeah, so you've, Tim, thanks for coming on and you've experienced this at the front end and the plight of you and thousands of other 
uh, school board members and school administrators around the country and even parents who come to school board meetings and may be shouted down is similar to what we're seeing with uh, folks who do our election work, right? And so there's a similar attitude and we're, we're, we've gone the opposite. We're, we stopped honoring public service a long time ago in a, in a real sense, but now we're attacking public service or at least part of us is. And it's for political purposes. I mean, what's clear if you le- read the Republican roadmaps, they're accusing you and other school board members of being political. This is a roadmap for how they can win governor's races and state legislative races. And their test case was Virginia in November. And so in an ironic way, they're the ones politicizing schools and they don't care about the consequences. And they don't actually care about what happens to these kids and what their, their good is. And I think you have that, but then you have the other problem, which is conservatism, uh, certainly in the United States in the 20th century, they always find a new group that is still not fully accepted. So in the 70s, it was, you know, traditional white male uh, gay people were scary. Now they're not scary anymore because of social progress, but you can make trans people scary and you can target vulnerable kids. Could you talk a little bit, and I know we need to do better publication education on this, but the problem is that they've polluted the information stream so much that it's hard to get a real message through. But you could talk a little bit about uh, the impact on these kids. They have very high suicide rates. This is a very vulnerable time in everyone's life, even if they're, uh, they're, they're, they're straight and, and, uh, and seen as normal in our society, right? Let alone a trans kid who's trying to come to terms with it. So I just think we, we need to explain to people that the incredible collateral damage that conservatives are willing to risk here, not just risk, cause for their own political benefit. You're, you're spot on. And the, right now, the, the main focus of the attacks that we're getting in Eau Claire and that are happening across the nation are on our trans kids. Uh, just recently, our the right-wing candidates here had a mailer sent out and accused me and my co-candidates of, of being involved in special interests and standing up for them. The special interest that we're for is children, right? That we want our kids to be safe. And let's be, let's be clear, coming out, even you might be right that being a gay man is a lot less scary anymore, but I can tell you right now that the, the gay and lesbian and queer kids that my friend, my sons are friends with, they're, they're frightened too. They don't know how to come out. It is still a major event in a young person's life. And they're trying to tell us that by respecting privacy, by being a trusted adult in our schools, that somehow that's more important to, to out them forcefully than it is to respect the privacy and the journey of an individual student. I mean, really the right wing right now is saying that parents own every aspect of their child's life, that their children are their property. And while parents, of course, have a responsibility to make have their kids be the best that they can be to support and love them, I, I think it's very clear, especially in this country, that when we start treating people like property, that has dire consequences. So they're trying to frighten us by saying, you're, you're hiding information from us. But in reality, a child, a young person is a person and they have the right to themselves. And if they choose to share that with a trusted adult in one of our schools, that adult has to recognize the privilege there. And I I really think that the 
you need to turn it around and say, if you're upset that you feel like your child has shared something intimate about themselves, something personal about themselves with a teacher and you didn't hear about it, you really need to be questioning, why wasn't my child able to share it with me? What have I done to make that a place where they can't be themselves around me, the person who is supposed to be their first layer of support? Claire? Great point, Tim. I just want to say before we go to Claire on this affecting non-trans kids, other gay kids, a lot of other kids who are not seen as normative. And I'm a gay man, so I was really trying to point out that I don't face, and and even a, a kid like me doesn't face the same uh, kind of hysteria that trans kids do, but you're of right, course. it terrifies everyone. So I think you make a great clarification on that, Tim. Yeah, Tim, that was really, really powerful. Um, I wish I had a really poignant question to follow up or a probing question to follow up there uh, because it was so poignant. Um, but instead I'll say, you know, this has gotten a lot of um, media attention, uh, not just from us, but obviously outlets around the state and even around the country. Um, I imagine you never expected to be in a situation like this. So I'll just ask, you know, how, how are you, how are you doing? Um, and how can we, um, support you and your colleagues moving, moving forward, especially with this election around the corner? Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that question. And yes, I, I don't think any of us ever expected to uh, be figures in the national media, even on a small stage. I, I just actually found out today we've made it international, as Eau Claire was uh, in an article by the Daily Mail, uh, and in the course, in a, an unfriendly way. So that, that part is certainly surprising. And I think the thing that we need to do, and I, I called for this in my statement after the threat, and, and you know, once I knew that my family was safe. Once I knew that our community was safe, the police do know who issued that threat and the case is at the DA right now to take the next steps. Once I knew that, I was, I was really able to focus on saying, I'm not going to be intimidated by this. And we as a community aren't going to be intimidated. So I, I've called for everybody in Eau Claire to come out to vote and reject these kind of tactics. You may not agree with me on everything. You may not agree with my co-candidates, Mark Paul Johnson and Stephanie Farrar, but what we should agree on is that our democracy has measures in place when we disagree on things. And those measures do not include hysteria, fear, intimidation, bullying. We have to come out together. So what people can do to help right now is go to the ballot box. You know, here in Eau Claire, we have early voting today and tomorrow. And then, of course, the election on Tuesday. Go to the ballot box. Bring two friends. Bring your mom, bring your brother, bring everybody, because what we have to do is we have to stand up and say, we reject this. You know, and one of my board colleagues said, we're not rejecting this in anger. We're rejecting this in power. We're going to say that our schools are decided by our democratic society, not by intimidation, not by fear, not by lies. And so my real ask for everybody that can hear me, everybody in Eau Claire, everybody in every school district in Wisconsin, which I guess is everybody, be there to vote and make it known. Because we have to put this down in the way that moves forward our democratic society and rejects this kind of extremism. It's, it's imperative right now for our schools, but it's imperative going forward as well to show that this is not the way that our society can move. Well, Tim, that was beautiful, folks. I, it, he can't, I can't say it any better. It's critical you get out and vote. And this weekend, make sure you reach out and call some people, especially if you live in Eau Claire, right? 
let them know what's at stake and make sure they get out and vote this Tuesday. Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for your leadership uh, on this issue and what you do every day uh, on the on school board in Eau Claire. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I, for everybody that's, that's serving in the state, we're with you. We're together. Keep it up. Okay, folks, we really appreciate Tim Nardine. Again, folks, get out and vote. You're listening to the Battleground Wisconsin.